0: My daughter's wild little mane and her filthy laugh, a freshly tidied wardrobe and a cute handbag there are a million things I'm thankful for today but what is my guest thankful for
1: I did an interview with Louis Theroux where I, I heard did closure because I had fantasized that he took my job away I didn't fantasize it it was partly true but it made me reinvent this life and so I said if it wasn't for you I wouldn't have gone to Oxford mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have an OBE
0: I'm Angela Scanlon and welcome to thanks a million where we explore our guests personal gratitude lists to find out the things that have shaped their lives This week I have for you the jewel in the crown, or the ruby I should say. None other than Ruby Wax, comedian, TV writer, broadcaster, performer of over 25 years and best-selling author of Sane New World and a mindfulness guide for the frazzled, amongst others. Ruby also holds a master's degree in mindfulness-based cognitive therapy from Oxford University and was awarded an OBE in 2015 for her services to mental health. In March 2017, Ruby launched the Frazzled Cafe and she's been running daily sessions online at frazzled.org during the pandemic, helping many people deal with lockdown. Last year on a mission for those green shoots of hope that we all need she released her book and now for the good news to the future with love. Meeting with world leading innovators and thinkers to find out about compassion and kindness in humanity. She also has a new workbook called A Mindfulness Guide to Survival. Aside from all that I am Ruby's biggest fan (laughs) and you'll hear quite far that obsession stretches which is actually mortifying but I'm going to lean into it okay heart on your sleeve that's where we went here before we hear from Ruby what three things have you lovely people been thankful for this week Haven Creative the three things I'm grateful for today are one my healing sea swim nice my art therapy session a dream day shaping up here and my two boys my husband and hilarious wirefox terrier want a visual on that Beth goat's cheese honey and fig and calamari and garlic aioli top tier that's not three things but as a combo I'm so behind that Nikki, today I'm grateful for a beautiful sunny day, about bleeding time, time off to reset and to daydream about what I want to do is so important. I'm all about receiving and having spaciousness in your life, you know, to allow good stuff to come in. There's no point in writing the lists and manifesting like a friggin' demon if your life is too busy to let anything else in, so... All about that. And three, the chance to catch up with friends tonight. Enjoy that. Cormac more clean socks, even though they were odd. I love that clean socks are like a real thrill for our Cormac. Makes me a little worried for his general. Anyway, moving on. Weed killer on special offer for the palm tree like weeds I have. Do you know what? There's no such thing as a Weed. just have to look at it differently. Think of it as ground cover. My local shop finally having decent barbecue sauce for my dinner, meaning I didn't have to go to another shop. Creature of habit, our Cormac. Right, shall we get into the episode? We talk survival of the fittest and the myths and delusions actually around what we believe that to mean. Addiction to feelings and how to overcome them. Mindfulness, obviously. Bit of empathy chucked in there. Her relationship with her parents and getting kicked out of TV, as well as making a comeback. Here she is, it's Ruby Wax. So welcome Ruby Wax, I have to tell you. I don't often get starstruck and my version of starstruck is to be like a bit gimpy, as my sisters would say. I get a little overexcited. My cheeks get sore from smiling. I get that too. (laughs) I I ask the stupidest questions when I get nervous. I'm like just nodding and yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to like get that out there straight off the bat. And also to tell you before it gets creepy or you find out later that I have a daughter with your name that may no. or may not have been inspired by a red-headed ruby wax.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> I need to know. I need to know now. That's how egotistical. It
0: was, it was. Oh no. Yeah. Oh I just God. always thought- I'm not worth i I have been a very big fan for a very long time. And I just always thought it was the most glorious name. Before I knew I was having a girl, I was like, Ruby, that's it. I, th- th- was It was never up for grabs. Thankfully, she had red hair, which I felt like, you know, went with the whole
1: vibe. Um, but yeah, sorry. Just so so you know where I'm coming from. Oh, no, that's too good. Because <laughs> when I was growing up, it was a real, my parents were, they didn't speak English. Mm-hmm. And Ruby was a hooker's name. Was it? Yeah. All hookers are called Ruby. No wait, Like Crystal. Even more ruby. Wow. Crystal's a stripper, but ruby's yeah. a hooker. Okay. Yeah, get Full it right. <laughs> Sorry about that. Because oh, I think it's quite f- posh. <laughs> no, not oh,
0: that. it's too late. No. Um, okay. But um, were you a redhead growing up? Um, I can't remember. I don't know. Because in my no. mind, you're like, that's your persona. Maybe that's why I've been so drawn yeah. to you. Will your daughter get upset if I say it came out of a... Packing. she'll be absolutely furious <laughs> <laughs> Okay. she'll ask for Ellen her middle name which is slightly less glam to to be you know elevated you have
1: the red hair come on you just be about
0: hanging in there Ruby hanging in there <laughs> um but no honestly thank you so much for uh for chatting to me today where are you this morning is this
1: recorded yeah oh I don't want to say that oh oh is it yeah. top secret well, it's pretty secret. <gasps> Stop it! No, I'll tell you when the recording is. What? Over.
0: Like what? Co- can you say what country you're in? Oh, I'm in England. You're in. Yeah. En- are you going to see the Queen? Oh, tomorrow.
1: Yeah, because sure. she's not doing anything. No.
0: <laughs> okay, it's secret. Okay, but you're in a hotel, I'm guessing. I am in a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. But you have just come from from spending some time in the country. I follow you on Instagram. Yeah. So I was in the country. I go
1: to Fintorn, which is the kind of community okay. uh, where I. I grew plants, which is not in my yeah. remit. I never really touched okay. it. And I became quite good because I have OCD. So when they said clear the tomatoes, they were done before they even finished the sentence. Wow. They'd never seen OCD before. Oh, my goodness. How has your OCD been with,
0: uh, with the pandemic? I imagine it's quite a f- scary time. The thing that got me through is,
1: you know, maybe you don't, I run something I called a Cafe. Yeah. Oh, good. So I do it. I did it every mm-hmm. night. And I'm telling you, it's... I guess it's like what church used to be. These people from all Mm -hmm. over, you know, every color, every age. It's not mental illness, okay? We're not equipped for that. But if you're in the midst of it, we give you advice Mm -hmm. where to go. But it's just people who are in the predicament that we're all in. So they can speak from the heart. I always say, what's your weather condition? I do not want to hear about Mm -hmm. the news. That's outlawed. And so people are so um, forthcoming because they want to be heard and they want to be cared yeah. for, and nobody ever goes into telling the story of their life. They get it. They say it succinctly, and you could see the relief when they finally just speak. Just the truth. getting it out, and I get off on that. So that was my, that was my. Fuel. Oh, lovely! And it's interesting because you mentioned it's like church. I
0: think you know, the the kind of mass appeal of, of mindfulness, the people moving towards meditation and spirituality generally. I think a lot of it is because churches don't really resonate for a lot of people anymore, but there is still an innate draw as a human to be connected to people. And that has become kind of increasingly difficult. In a way, maybe, you know, the pandemic has kind of created that sense of community that's been missing for donkeys. That's
1: what I wanted to do. I was It was less therapy and more... People want to know how to connect. Yeah. And if you and people used to complain about technology. But even mm-hmm. with you, I'm looking at you with more um, empathy yes. than I would anybody on the yeah. street because who had mm-hmm. time? And now we're on the equipment that distracted us yeah. in the first place. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. yeah and it's looking for the, the upside in that, isn't it? And I guess managing it, because obviously we can like slightly turn into robot. Drone types, you know, online. It
1: depends what you use it for. Exactly. But that's business exactly. too. If you can shaft yeah. people and you can give people what they want. I love that. Um. So Frazzle Cafe is that continuing online? Yeah, I'm doing it. And then there's hosts that do it all day. You go to FrazzleCafe.org. Okay. Dot org. And it's free. So you just and come it's on. free.
0: And literally everyone comes on, and you say, "We don't want the news. We want the weather." So you don't want someone to say, "I'm fine, thanks." You want them to say, "Actually." I feel like shit today and I'm a bit scared and I went out and I, yeah, okay. Fine doesn't register. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it, though? Because, and I don't know whether I always th- associated it a- as quite an Irish thing where you would pass people and say, hi, how are you? You don't even wait for the response. Like, if somebody actually burdened you with the answer to that question, you'd be a little affronted. You're like, hey, sorry, I'm literally walking for a cup of tea. Um, <laughs> so I was just passing myself. But actually, I think people are asking the question and wanting to hear the answer now. How
1: are you? Yeah, but that makes... That connects us. Nothing else is the totally. glue. Yeah. But, you know, don't get me wrong. Now, people, it's not a, oh, let's outdo each other with how sad we are. There are people mm-hmm. that come on ecstatic because they love now being alone. So, yeah. you know, one guy took up wild swimming. It's, there's oh, positive love, stuff that makes you smile.
0: Yeah, while swimming, I I did a bit. I was going to the Lido. It was absolutely Baltic. I've slightly gotten out of it, but I had Wim Hof on, on the podcast a couple of series ago and oh, I got upset. You got
1: him? Yes. He's wild. He is
0: wild. Yeah. But it's nuts because... We did it over uh, Zoom. It was at the very beginning of the pandemic. But like the energy with which he talks, which I guess is, you know, purpose led and, and what he's built. He's just kind of fueled on that energy. The same, you know, you speak so passionately about Frazzled Cafe and about, you know, mindfulness in general. And I think it's exactly that. It's very infectious when you're so committed and enthused and interested in a subject. It's impossible for people not
1: to you know, go in. Why do you think my hair's wet? Okay. I'm not one to fall into fads. <laughs> are you cold showering? I just did. It's the best it's, thing. You're screaming, but um, look how perky I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's why my hair's so wet. So good. Yeah. It's so
0: good. Um, okay, so apart from your cold shower, Ruby Box, what are you thankful for today?
1: Well, I'm alive. Uh, that's pretty good. And nothing hurts when you lose it because I've had back things or whatever yeah you forgot that maybe you know and people who even live with pain they may have like um a broken shoulder or a surgery but their toe isn't upset Mm -hmm. you know so I'm not saying I can do it but that was sort of what uh mindfulness for physical problems were is yeah you focus where it isn't it doesn't hurt and uh, on the good thing that sounds so easy it's not you have to get to the gym and practice that one I mean,
0: the brain gym, not the literal gym. Yeah, the brain gym. Because also, I think that that pain, and actually, my husband has recently had uh, back pain, bulging discs, a double whammy of them. Yeah, and he's pretty hardcore in, um, you know, with his exercise regime, like that's what he he uses as his kind of meditation practice, his escape. And, um, and he hasn't been able to do that, but he's kind of been like trying to bend the rules and get around it, but he's waking every morning and he was like, oh my God. And his dad had rheumatoid arthritis, has. And he said he only now is able to empathize properly with waking up and that being the first thing you're greeted with and having to kind of really work hard to not focus and hone in on that for the day.
1: Isn't that interesting? Because you become an addict, you know. I mean, I don't think cold showers are so bad Mm -hmm. unless I have a heart attack under it. But the whole gym (laughs) thing, you can even do yoga. If you're not aware, you pull your spine out of there. You know, I'd go to the gym and I'd compete with the 17-year-olds. And so, uh, you know, and they can tie their ankles over their head and, you know, give themselves a gynecological mm-hmm. examination. And I try to do that. And I think <laughs> sometimes it's like, How far do you take it? Um, so you could do mindfulness yeah. and exercise, but if you're you know, I'm not saying what your husband does, but if you're not paying attention, you might get a yeah. you might get a six pack, but you've pulled your spine out. <laughs>
0: I completely completely agree and I keep talking about it. maybe it's my excuse for not doing major physical exercise but I keep thinking I don't want to pump my body with adrenals and I think a lot of the time you're like um, switching those on doing really punishing physical exercise as some sort of escape so that when you get to bed you'll be so exhausted that you can fall asleep um, but actually I, I don't
1: know I mean you do have to walk you have to move you around. should move a bit I suppose yeah. but you don't have to <laughs> pump weight you don't have to kill yourself they didn't do that a hundred years no. ago they didn't do no. it no yeah. but
0: also I do think that's it being in tune with your body not just a be- like like not just yeah. being connected to it and I guess that's what you're saying it's kind of you know tuning
1: in uh, unless you have an accident I mean I got flung from a horse yeah okay I can't sue the horse no but, um,
0: was that for for telly or for leisure
1: no, I was writing that book, And Now for the Good oh, News, yeah. and I was in Finland, okay. cause I, and I was looking at their the way they teach their kids, yeah. which is, yeah, we are not going to have crazy people there. Mm-hmm. And I had a day off, and a man said, who's flat I was renting, um, my wife is a show jumper, and we have horses, and I went, here we go, so am I. How about that for competition? I am not a show jumper. <laughs> and the horse knew it. So the horse it said, knows. I've got an idiot on my back. He flipped me over twice. And um, and then I had to wear a girdle for my next performance. Oh no.
0: You mentioned uh, Finland and I've heard you talk about this before and I know you're very passionate about about schooling generally. And one of the things that I picked up on when you were talking around this subject is kind of the version of schooling that we do now and have done for a very long time. You mentioned Darwin and that quote of survival of the fittest,
1: right? Which doesn't mean what we thought so, it did. So enlighten us. Well, I don't make this up. I know, you know? Imagine but when educate us it. You then. Go, Whoa. He, um, he didn't mean survival of the fittest, meaning the killer, <clears throat> you know, the alpha. Yeah. He, he said, and you think those who cooperate best, the people that bring the tribe together, Those are the ones that pass the genes. Mm -hmm. And then it was misinterpreted by Hubert Spencer during the industrial age to mean the poor should not have anything and the rich deserve it. And then it kept coming with, I don't want to name names, but even the Gordon Gecko said, you know, greed is good. And the guy who had, who had Lehman's, who luckily was knocked down, (laughs) said, we should take the poor and eat something like make them eat their hearts. Mm. So, and we thought, oh. Yeah, he's like the guy, you know, we're doing films about Wall Street. I'm not saying it's not bad, but boy, did we get the wrong slant.
0: So like this kind of glamorization of aggression and greed and competitiveness, I suppose, over everything. But we need,
1: like, exercise, you need a little bit, but we went nuts. And um, Churchill said man was made for war. Mm -hmm. Now, animals don't even, not with their own species, you know, elephants will die if their kid dies, they mourn. And even the way wolves, you know, we said running with the wolves they take care of their own mm. it's so he was right yeah. we um we're born to bond and that's who that's who survives mm-hmm. the community not the individual okay so and and actually
0: that's our natural state is to bond and to connect with each other we kind of shouldn't be we shouldn't have to be taught that we kind of know that instinctively but do we yeah.
1: unlearn that or if well we're in a culture now yeah. where i'm not going to complain about it because That's my whole thing. You want to whine about it? Take your own time. Mm -hmm. It's there. So that's why even with Frazzle, it's a community. You have to hunt it out. Yeah. And church used to do it. And I think in Ireland, they have neighborhoods. They they do. They do a bit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And they know each other. And they have the gift of that. I mean, you meet a taxi driver and you're in love. Yeah. Whereas in where <laughs> I I don't live, know
0: what taxi drivers you met. <laughs> oh no, they'll start talking about.
1: Yeah, they start to read well, yeah. the history of Ireland. You know, so you're right in there. Yeah, but you feel you feel that warmth, and some country like Ireland, they have it in their genes, yeah. and here we're so um, what, what can I say? We're not in our normal state. Okay, mm-hmm. distraction, need, envy, too far. You know, the, again, the caveman they had to compete mm-hmm. with each other. But it was only with the tribe. It wasn't with somebody in Czechoslovakia who's prettier yes, than Yes,
0: yeah. Well, that's the thing. And I do think, and I know I mentioned your, you've recently or relatively recently joined Instagram. And I always think, and it gets a lot of flack, and, you know, tech gets a lot of flack, but that sense of, of comparison, you know, and obviously it's been there since the dawn of time. But as you mentioned, it was with a lad down the road or a lady up in the village. Now you can literally compare yourself to you know, Oprah or Greta Thunberg before you get out of bed. So whatever your motivation or your purpose or your drive to get up in the morning can be kind of shit on before you leave the
1: bed. Yeah, I mean, I kid, you know, I I went on all this. You'd be surprised that I don't look at it, is to get publicity for my books. And then you find yourself falling into the addiction of, hey, you know, I don't do it, but... Guess who I saw? You know what I yeah, mean. Start, yeah. start showing your tail feathers. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't. Yeah, and um, and I try to uh, keep it to what my books are about, which is uh, like kind of self reflection. Yeah, and the need for community. Except I say it in a funny way. Otherwise, you go get out of here. Or how to deal with anger, how to deal with uncertainty. And it's not like I'm making it mm-hmm. up. It's exactly like Darwin. I just research it and then put in my own yeah. words. I don't invent this. But also <laughs> I love that
0: there's, you know, that kind of through line. If you look at your documentaries, and a lot of people associated you with those big celebrity documentaries with you being brash and bold and funny. But like at the very heart of it, there's like real journalistic chops there. And that runs through all of your books. It's not you sitting, you know, levitating and telling people what they should do. <laughs> (laughs) You're actually going out to meet people, to like live in communities and and kind of essentially report back through your own lens what you've learned. Yeah, and I, you know, what a gift. Okay, what is your thank fuck
1: for this? Oh, I mean this computer. I sleep with this. And um, if I didn't have it, I wouldn't have written a book. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't <laughs> have made it on the typewriter. Beyond t- post-its, get out of here! Yeah, I'm putting the tipex on it. Uh, yeah, so I, you know, for my living, thank God for this. Yeah. I, I can get addicted to Netflix. Boy, mm-hmm. that's a drug. Yeah, they are so smart these days. You know, when the, it ends, I have to watch. The
0: I Netflix. know, but also they basically shove you into the next. one. Well, you've got three seconds to bow
1: out. But I want to be. Yeah. And and I mean, I get caught. We're all caught mm. of these geniuses on on you know engineers who know how to capture, it's called capture eyeballs. Yeah. And that's the world we live in. Now, do you want me to go on and whine about it? It's there. Yeah. So everything I do is to go, okay, Ruby, rather than 70 hours, can we cut it down to 60? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's all mindfulness is, is making deals with yourself.
0: Yeah, and, and communicating with yourself so that you're not...
1: Yeah, I mean, hearing your thoughts going, you can feel when the juice is on and you're in addiction mode, okay. which I get. Mm-hmm. And then you can feel it. And once you feel it, even the awareness, um, it, you got to stand out a, a watching yourself kind of quality and that watching yourself. But with kindness means you're letting go of the cigarette. Mm. You know, you can't be aware of anger and be angry. Yeah. OK. So that's the trick. Yeah. yeah. So like
0: sitting up on the roof, looking down at yourself kind of thing.
1: Yeah, 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 or watching you on TV. Yeah, okay. And you haven't got a show.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so like a little bit of separation and a, a kind of pause. I know people talk about it, it you know, it buys you it's a pause. it buys you the pause, doesn't it, to go, okay, am I caught up in an old story here or a
1: Yeah. Exactly. You know,
0: that kind of swell of it. that's how I describe it. I'm like, you know, when that kind of familiar rush comes and it almost takes you over and you're like, I don't know if this is related to the fact that there's no more cheese left. I feel like there might be something deeper here. Although I do love cheese. So, I, I was you know.
1: just writing that, you know, saying um, if you're you get addicted to anger, you know, like you need yeah. it if somebody drives over your car, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you start getting angry because your umbrella doesn't open, you know, but over and over again, then you've yeah. got yourself an addiction <laughs> mm-hmm. and you get really good at yeah. being angry.
0: Yeah. So what they like neuro circuit, I it suppose, it's like a quicker. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're smart. So it's a short shorter circuit I'm You're like so, so into, into this. this I can't even yeah. tell you can't even tell you um and so that kind of idea of addiction you know do you think we're addicted to bad news oh, as well yeah. I know you say you don't watch the news but this year to me I don't watch the news either and sometimes I think oh my god is that really ignorant of me that I don't, that I don't know everything either. that's going
1: it's hideous uh, yeah I I feel like people think they want me to partake in conversations about yeah. um you know the next disaster I don't even know but let me say, you do. It comes in even mm. if you don't watch TV. Somehow, yeah. that the news of how many people are dead will be delivered to your front door. Mm-hmm. Like sugar, like sugar.
0: Even if you give up sugar, there's st- it's still in everything. Exactly. <laughs> but exactly, I do think it's it's about that discipline, though, isn't it? Or maybe it's maybe discipline is the wrong word. It's like knowing that you have a
1: choice. You don't need God, to you're watch good. Things. Why are you interviewing me? <laughs>
0: sorry i'm gonna shut up and let you talk you got
1: it Uh, you don't need me but it all of this is hard this isn't that's why you go to it's 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 brain gym they should have used that word instead of mindfulness if you could do it we'd all be born doing it it's like if if we were supposed to have a six-pack we'd be born with one so it's getting your head around you have to exercise but then they get confused they think it's sudoku or they think it's um, I don't know, learning Chinese. It's like walking is really good, but that's not the mastery of this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So what is it? What is it? If somebody doesn't know what, you know, mindfulness, because I think it's it's, a, it's thrown around a lot now, isn't it? I've,
1: I, 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 I'm writing a book now and I'm up all night trying to figure out how do you make it easy for the, you know, the public that don't know. <laughs> it's called A Mindfulness Guide for Survival. And it's yeah. about... The pandemic only highlighted what we weren't paying attention to before. You think there wasn't change or uncertainty? Come on, wake mm-hmm. up and smell the roses. We just weren't prepared. So I yeah. think mindfulness, it's so hard to say. Is, it's, I mean, it's not, it sounds easy, but it's a repetition. It's like going to the gym, you're going to get flabby. It's, it's yeah. whenever you're, and you probably know this, when you focus on a sense, it sounds so easy, and you know, sight, sound, taste, touch, smell. Whenever you focus there, Another part of your brain that's quite riled, and uh, the amygdala, it, the alarm mm-hmm. bells, which are on all the time in this world, it it calms down, it deactivates. Okay. You can't be focused on a sense, and have mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Oh my God, I'm gonna, I'm not good enough, going on at the same time. But that doesn't mean you stay down there in hearing okay. sound. Your thoughts will come. Then you take it really nicely, because if you do it meanly, mm-hmm. you're just incorporating uh, your. Cruelty to yourself you take to the sense. Okay. It goes up and every time you do that. It's a sit-up and the that part that can f- More easily focus on attention and giving you that awareness. It gets buffed like a muscle mm, So the more you okay. do it the easier it becomes when the shit show starts It's not like you don't feel it, but you get that thing of okay. I'm standing back you know and yeah. uh, that doesn't mean yeah. in life if somebody mugged you you're on it, but what we said, you're not getting angry at the umbrella.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you talk about kindness a lot. And I think, you know, much like mindfulness, it's chucked around and there's the, you know, be kind movement and there's a lot of talk around it. Um, and I know for you, the, the kind of scientific backing of all of these terms and yeah. movements is, is very important. What, what's the benefit of, of kindness?
1: Uh, well, I like the science mm-hmm. of it, like you do, is that when that switches on. Even if you look, you know, you help somebody across the street, it switches on this chemical that we have when we're young and a mother has it when a baby's yeah. born. It's oxytocin. When that rushes through your bloodstream, actually, you could live a little bit longer. It, it brings down the sympathetic system. The amygdala deactivates. And so if you pour that stuff into you, I don't mean all the yeah. time, it's really good for your health. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that. But, For your um, physical the, the health, because moral... I know
0: there's obviously always the distinction between mental and physical, which is slightly bonkers. No, but, it's yeah.
1: bonkers. But you're, you're releasing a chemical just as you are when you think about how many people screwed you. You know, you're in charge of the mm-hmm. cocktail bar. So the, the nice thing, it means that, you know, when we were saying you're undoing that hard, hard yeah. wiring, that soothes you enough to make Clear distinctions and more choices mm-hmm. of, do I walk away? Because that's kindness, yeah. you know, if the person doesn't want you there. Don't impose your compassion or kindness when they don't mm-hmm. want it. Yeah, okay, or aren't ready for it. Or just want you to stand there and yeah. shut up. <laughs> you don't have to, you know, get in the life raft and save it.
0: That That's, I, I imagine, quite a difficult thing to do, though. Particularly with people in your own life, when you have found a way of being that has kind of made you... I'm guessing, happier, more compassionate, more connected, well, more fulfilled. I'm
1: still selfish. I'm still yeah, selfish. Yeah, but I think like, you know,
0: we all are, aren't I mean, we? Um,
1: yeah. But is, yeah. I mean, there's something to aim yeah. for. Yeah. Is it, is it hard, though, not
0: to try and, you know, get in the life raft?
1: I don't have compassion fatigue, so that was never my thing. But you can get addicted like you can to mm. the gym of being kind to everybody. Okay. And then you're exhausted. Yeah. So you got to pick what you do. I know scientifically, which I find so interesting about what happens in the Mm -hmm. brain, just the way it is when you calm down the uh, amygdala, and that interests me. And once I know it's really a physical thing, which Mm mental is physical, uh, I don't mind practicing it. But the way I practice is, I know now when you switch it on and I'm nice to somebody who's shouting at me, I watch how they start changing their reactions. Because this oxytocin, our states are, I always love this expression, we, we work like neural Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. And so you can, the way you are, influence your okay, kids yes. just by, but the kindness comes in when you do the mindfulness, you notice your thoughts are going nuts, and you don't get angry and think, you stupid idiot, come back to the sense. You start practicing going, come on, I know you're riled up, there's a reason, Come on, baby, just come back down to breathing yeah, or whatever. Okay. And so you're, you're practicing kindness yeah. to yourself first. Yeah, because I think that's the thing. There's,
0: you know, it's, it's a hashtag, isn't it? Self-care, self-care Sunday, and it's a face mask, and it's all of the nice, you know, yeah. kind of... See, everything can be misinterpreted. Yeah. But actually that compassion is yeah is the the quiet voice that nobody can hear is either berating yourself or you know encouraging
1: or get it try to get into somebody's head who's um talking to you and you don't like them try to figure out why they're why they're coming across like if you get into somebody's world, that also is kindness um and good for both of Mm -hmm.
0: your (laughs) health yeah so like proper empathy yeah yeah empathy in
1: action okay they're teaching kids that, by the way. That's another thing I've researched. It's not in Finland. In the UK, and I know it's in Ireland, uh, there are schools that are state-run, yeah. and they're teaching kids empathy. Amazing. And their grades are no better. Way. They come from deprived neighborhoods. I mean, drug addicts and you know parents. But these kids, you can see the results. You can see their, um, that they stop and listen to each other, and they say oh you know i'm feeling really nervous like what mm-hmm. you did once you know why somebody's stumbling yeah. or getting angry then you kind of go oh i get yeah. it and they they i, I cried yeah. I never cry. But that's amazing, isn't it? It's kind of because
0: I think a lot of the time it's not being able to put language on the things that you're feeling or maybe not being aware. And I spent an awful long time where I would never, I would think if I say I'm nervous, it means I'm unprofessional, I'm incapable. I'm gonna, It's going to be so embarrassing. And I would be ashamed of it. Yeah. And so you're then just kind of slightly wide eyed, but without any reason. And then you'd make me know. Yes. And
1: that we're both
0: moved. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody knows what the fuck is going on. Um, so how
1: are they teaching empathy? How do you teach empathy? Uh, first of all, when they know they're going into that hissy fit zone, they know when they're having a amygdala hijack because they draw pictures of it. Is they have that pause. Wow. And there's a little corner. This is just one exercise. There's a lot. They have a corner they go to. Let's say they're taking an exam and they know they're having a hissy mm. fit or fear. In the corner, there's... A, red yellow green they identify with one of those red is the full hissy fit and then they have tools like there's a breathing ball it's it's made out of like almost lego it's it's hard like so you can expand it and contract it so they have that or they have um a jar which they pick up and it's uh, like got like a glitter ball they shake it and they realize or they identify that that's what their minds are like it's brain fog and as the glitter settles um they imagine their mindset Amazing. so they have all these things in they go around in a circle first thing in the morning and say, This is what I appreciate about you I know oh, my God. I know or there's a you know um there's things on the wall not saying uh, you know, get good grades things like saying um if I lo- if I got angry at you, I'm gonna rethink, and here's what I would do instead wow. you know so it gives uh, it instructions about even if you lose it um. Now, if you want to say to the other person, uh, here's what I did, or I'm really sorry I did that. It's my habit. And their little school books are encouraging it. It's amazing. Well, uh, and now for the good news, I give all the exercises so parents can read that and
0: use it at home. It's it's amazing. And also, it's those kind of skills. I mean, maybe like the Darwin thing, it's those kind of skills that, you know, are going to benefit kids because I often think where we get we send my daughter to school and you're like I don't know if you know maths and obviously those are important but like the standard curriculum how does that serve a kid when we don't even know what the jobs are going to be like in 30 years time or 20 years time
1: exactly you know, it's exactly they, so um it's going to be the people with mm. empathy that'll be running companies. Yeah. Mark my word. Mark my words. Um, <laughs> you mentioned
0: appreciation, is that something you know, is gratitude something you practice kind of consciously?
1: No. Not really. Why are you
0: here? This is about gratitude. <laughs> I'm only
1: joking. I, you know, I I don't it's a it's a word I don't really um I'm grateful I'm alive. I'm grateful yeah. I don't know that I have enough money to be able to go online and choose a pair of shoes within limits. Yeah. I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head. So I'm aware of that all the time. People that don't have anything, they don't even have these conversations. And why should they? They need to make a living. This is privilege to talk like this. To
0: not be in survival mode. To not be in survival mode, yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, the thank you next. Yeah, I'm grateful that I... Strange as it is, got kicked out of TV Okay. at a certain point. Uh, I did an inter- interview with Louis Theroux where I, I heard. did closure because I had fantasized that he took my job away. I didn't fantasize it. It was partly true, but it drove me to um I wasn't very well okay. but it made me reinvent this life and so I said if it wasn't for you I wouldn't have gone to Oxford mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have an OBE
0: <laughs> so Suck thanks on a lot that, Louis.
1: <laughs> yeah no but it, it's true it made me reinvent quickly yeah and if I didn't I'd be pretty bitter but I have a survival thing yeah, that kind of resilience well, my parents were immigrants, so mm-hmm. we know how to pick up our luggage and move. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, and did it feel very final, that end?
1: Yeah, you know, every end feels final. Yeah. You, you can't see the future, mm-hmm. so.
0: Yeah. And you, you mentioned your parents, and I know you've spoken quite a lot about how, how hard they were, you know, on you. I know that you have kind of said that they thought you were stupid, which yeah. to me is quite mind... Blowing.
1: Well, I was stupid. and They weren't wrong. You know, it's like you. When you're so nervous and so terrified, I couldn't even, I was only funny, but I couldn't read. Okay. Because I couldn't concentrate. I knew how to read, mm-hmm. but uh, it, I was too nervous. And so the, I was stupid. I got low grades. Okay. You become what your people think you are, mm-hmm. and then you, be, you um, feed into it.
0: And and that nervousness came from a lack of safety or feeling safe yeah, at home.
1: Yeah. yeah, they were crazy. Yeah. So, um, and violent. So I uh, yeah, I was nervous. Yeah. And were you aware that they were crazy? No. As a kid you think that's how every parent that's is. That's normal. So you that's what kids do. They imbue what the parent does. So I'll take on your depression or your madness because I don't want to think that the people who are supporting me and making me survive anything's wrong with them and that's how you either genetic or experience you pass on your pathology yeah yeah
0: was there ever a reconciliation or a kind of admission on on their part of that no
1: why would you you know if you're that far gone or yeah how would you know something's wrong with you Mm. you don't know I mean if your mind is sick yeah. You don't have a spare mind to say, "Oh, I'm sick." Okay. I know that from depression mm-hmm. is you don't recognize your own depression because your brain is sick.
0: Yeah.
1: So why would they recognize that they have a problem? And
0: so, how then, Ruby, having come from what was like a madhouse, um, when you then uh, got married and had your own kids, was there? How did you not create that?
1: I married somebody who was uh, who had no. But his amygdala doesn't activate too much. Okay. Um. So he's kind of, uh, he's got it naturally. The guy doesn't have to do mindfulness. He does know how to, well, or he doesn't have it. He doesn't have a lot of fear or r- rage or envy. Okay. He doesn't have it now. There's drawbacks to that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the one that has. I mean, he's a director, so he directs TV shows. Yeah. Uh, but I'm the I'm the was the killer. Mm-hmm. But okay. it made me sick. You know, I, I thought survival of the fittest meant I had to be a killer. Yeah. I, you know, it, in my case, it makes success. But Jennifer Saunders doesn't have it and she's a genius. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, you don't have to be crazy
0: to be funny. But it is that belief, isn't it? That you kind of thought that that's what that's what
1: is required I have to do. Yeah. Yeah. And my dad told me, go kill. Wow. And he wanted, yeah, he wanted a son. And he said I was a loser because I wasn't pushing myself. Well, not at 15. Wow. With that
0: notion of of pushing yourself and striving and going, going, going. I've been listening recently about the kind of doing and then resting and doing and resting. And you look at like nature and flowers don't grow all the time. You know, there's a period where we allow for them to be resting or dead and then they come back to life but we kind of don't always afford ourselves the same Mm. you know ups and downs the the lulls
1: no you're so smart i don't even want to comment yeah i mean part of the mindfulness is you hit your tipping point cool it yeah and you could do that through running or gardening as long as you do it you understand your gardening instead of your mind being 200 miles ahead Mm -hmm. then you're not there yeah but you can do any activity and just observe where your mind is Mm -hmm. and that's enough yeah be in it yeah yeah for just then you'd have to be in it for the rest of your life yeah or all day Mm -hmm. choose an activity and know you're doing the activity yeah that's it yeah because I do think
0: that's the thing people are like i'm listening to a podcast while i'm making dinner and washing up and yeah
1: you know it's frantic so when you said put some time aside people go what do i just stop but pick something where your senses are yeah. engaged. And I think that's when the flower takes a rest. Mm-hmm. The flower takes a rest. Is there a thanks, Ruby, that got away? I think people who did stuff for me know I appreciated it. They knew how much I loved them. So I don't have that.
0: Mm-hmm. So you've al- you were always able to kind of wear your heart on your
1: sleeve, so to speak. I think I'm pretty honest, yeah. you know, so I don't bullshit a lot when somebody's close to me, yeah um, yeah that's a hard thing though, I think,
0: to do, like it's a very vulnerable thing to be that open with people I
1: don't know, you know it's it's, it's just you. Ne- it's it's me yeah. i don't I had to bullshit when I was doing t v mm-hmm. making people think I liked them, and I really didn't, yeah.
0: I feel like that was
1: quite hard for you, was it? No. Um, to pretend. I didn't really pretend. If, if I found something interesting about them, I could hook on. Okay. But let's say Donald Trump t- scared me too much. I couldn't hook on. Yeah. Or Madonna. They just, you know, I got too nervous. So I couldn't figure them out. I, was bra- I had brain fog. Yeah. Okay. But even with Imelda Marcos or OJ, uh, there would be something to hook on to yeah. underneath their madness. Yeah.
0: Yeah, OK. I mean, the, the banana, the OJ banana moment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Well done.
1: OK, is there a big thank you? Well, it could be Mark Williams, who, well, I was in Oxford, who taught mm-hmm. me mindfulness, and to Alan Rickman, who saved me from my parents. OK. Um, but don't make me talk about him because I'll get upset. You'd,
0: I, I've heard you talk about him, um, and it always seems to, yeah. to choke you up. And, yeah, a very, very close
1: friendship, clearly, well, for, he saved for many me. years. Yeah, yeah, I would be put away if it wasn't for him. Yeah.
0: And I mean, I think a lot of people would think he saved you. What do you mean? How did how did he save you?
1: Well, and when was- my parents would come, he'd stand between us, literally, and keep them talking and, and say, she's not a loser. She's, you know, she's really talented, whatever. He yeah. defended me for 30 years. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing.
0: And also the gift, you know, aside from the defense is kind of reminding you of your or seeing something in you maybe that hadn't been recognized by anyone you'd grown up with.
1: Yeah. He was the first one, I think, that said, you've got talent. Yeah. You don't have it now, but I could teach you. So he taught me for 30 years.
0: Yeah. Amazing. 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 Um, is there a gift, Ruby, that you are most grateful for? So this should be, I mean, in the style of Imelda Marcos, something frivolous and exciting.
1: <laughs> well, she gave me her the jacket that she uh, wore when Reagan's airlifter out of the Philippines and got her to Hawaii. So she gave me that wow. and her pearls and Ed a suit. <laughs> no way. Yeah, she really liked me. Wow. Um, Do you still have them? Yeah, they're in my closet.
0: My goodness.
1: Yeah. Do you wear it? Them? No, no. No. <laughs> no. I mean, she's a despot. But uh, I have it. Wow. I'm sure I have other things.
0: Oh, my God. That's quite. So it's not not necessarily sentimental, but it's actually like a real mark of somebody having gone. I like the cut of your jib,
1: so yeah. to speak. yeah.
0: But I know you had in the, in, in the run up to that one, you borrowed diamonds, is that right? To wear? From
1: Theo Fennell.
0: Okay. So he
1: gives me jewelry. He gave me jewelry. Yeah. I wish he'd still give me jewelry <laughs> uh, to wear when I did meet some of these heavy players so that they'd understand I was in their league. Okay. I wasn't just some journalist.
0: You're not a scrappy journalist. I
1: don't want to sound all name droppy, okay? Please do. But Carrie Fisher gave me this, among other things. Oh. And this is a prize. It's a wash bag
0: oh, that says,
1: uh, blow, blow, me. <laughs> blow me. you me. got to love it.
0: I love that. Yeah, she would and give I me I love things. that you still have that. Oh, yeah.
1: And uh, with some T-shirts that were pretty good. I scream because I care. You know, I don't know. Yeah. There were different things. And you, you guys had plans. Yeah, we loved each other. Mm-hmm. And I met her from interviewing her. And I think they're putting all this up because they're doing a retrospective of cuz all my shows. They've never put my stuff out in in 15 years, which is wild. Well, again, I had to do mindfulness because I could take a knife and kill yeah. uh, everybody cuz what well, what the fuck, you yeah. know? I mean, there's cooking shows that are repeated or I know. Oh, cleaning I know. your toilet. But, yeah. you know, probably I had to study this stuff so I wouldn't get, you know, so angry. Yeah. Because at the height, it was like
0: 14 million viewers. Now they wet their knickers over 3 million. Yeah.
1: You know, anyway. you'll have a whole new audience for all of your books as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have kind of a young audience who don't even know I was on TV. Because okay. they're reading about their burnout and what yeah. to do. And so when I do shows, they, they don't know I was on TV. So oh, it's wow. funny. And it's okay. Drop Madonna. I drop like, all what? of it. No, no, I don't drop it. I never mention it. No. Why should I? They think I'm just, you know, an author. A new life. A that's new life. It's amazing. Do you think,
0: had TV not felt like such a cruel end to that period of your life, do you think you would have
1: always found writing? Yeah, I didn't know I could write. Okay. I mean, I can write for Ab Fab because mm-hmm. that's, I'm a, I'm a good editor. So I can, like, if she gives me a good line, I can throw it back sometimes and make it better but I don't make up stuff. Mm -hmm. So it was only because I learned the science that I could twist it and make it a book. I don't write fiction, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay,
0: well, your new book, A Mindfulness Guide to Survival, is available now. So that's kind of for everybody, like my dad included, my kid sister.
1: Yeah, it's a workbook. Mm, So um, so it gives you exercises for all these different things of how to deal with uncertainty, change, Loneliness, fear, fear. yeah mm. all the big emotions yeah the big ones that we squeeze down
0: yeah. <laughs> until they seep out of our ears they will burst <laughs> yeah they will bur- I think we all need a little jar with some glitter and shells and confetti in them
1: yeah and then you watch know. how it's you know like you were talking about nature it trickles down yeah and so your mind will yeah
0: it's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, I'm conscious pleasure. that we've, we've got to, to let you go. Thank you so much, Ruby
1: Booby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry, that's what I call my kid. It's probably not appropriate.
1: <laughs> it is appropriate. It's so appropriate. But tell her I still have red hair. <laughs> OK, good.
0: Massive thank you to Ruby, that book that she mentioned. And now for the good news, To the Future With Love is out now. And her new workbook, which I have been trundling through, A Mindfulness Guide to Survival, is also out now. And since we recorded, she has also announced an upcoming six-week mindfulness course to accompany it. There is a link in the show notes below if you fancy getting a bit zen or, you know just a bit sane maybe if this episode had sparked some ideas about what you're thankful for I would love as always to hear all about them so do drop me a line using the hashtag thanks a million trio I'm on at Angela Scanlon on Instagram and Twitter we will also be releasing new episodes every single week so do subscribe via Apple Podcasts Spotify or Google Podcasts and if you're loving the show as ever a review would be wildly Wildly appreciated. Do tell your friends. Tell your enemies too. It helps to spread the news further and further. And God knows we all need a bit of good news. And another thing. Go and check below some of the other brilliant guests. If you're into Ruby, I suggest maybe Ashling B. Joe Lysett. Tom Allen. If you like Ruby, you're going to like Tom Allen. Go there. There's mini pods there as well. And go check out my newsletter. You can find it by my Instagram. I'll see you next week. Thanks a million.